Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Wayne, Alex's producer. I'm popping in to say that this episode is the season finale of Hey Girl. As you may already know, Alex and her husband are expecting their brand new baby any day now. And while she's out, we'll still be broadcasting some of your favorite episodes and a few self-care check-ins from the soon-to-be mom of three. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed today's chat with writer and producer Disney. And we have some great guests coming your way when Alex returns. Take care. Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. (laughs) I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Disney. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to chat with you about your career, self-care, and everything else in between. But before we get started, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? So my name is Disney and I am a writer and producer in Los Angeles. (laughs) So I have to ask, I think that it's amazing that your name is Disney and you're in film. (laughs) So please let's start there. Like how did that come to be? Like what were your parents thinking when they named you Disney? It was my mom's idea. Um, She said that my dad used to take her there a lot when she was pregnant. And so she was like, there's like a video where she's like, we should name her Disney. And like my aunties and everybody's like, no, that's a like terrible name. Like, don't do that to her. She's going to get teased. (laughs) But my mom, she just, she just prophesized over me because that name has opened so many doors for me. (laughs) That is so, that is amazing, first of all. And like to hear just kind of how that got started and where you are now in your career is pretty just phenomenal so let's start with (laughs) Disney the the writer and the producer and how you got started in film and in the industry that you're working in okay yeah I mean I think ever since I was a kid I always knew that I wanted to be a writer Um, I just didn't know if I wanted to write film or television I used to write like my own stories as a kid and um, read them to my family members um and then I remember one summer I was in middle school and Grey's Anatomy had just started (laughs) and I was like what is this and so I just started watching it and then I realized that I spent the whole summer in the house just watching Grey's Anatomy (laughs) and I was like this is the best thing ever like who did this like I want to be the person that, that writes something like this um and I see that it was Shonda Rhimes that did it and I looked her up and I saw that she was a black woman 
and that just like blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. I can do something like this. I started in high school. I started uh, like writing my own material and shooting things with my friends. And it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I actually got like a real film crew. Um, my my theater teacher let us come in. Shout out to Miss Bartlett. <laughs> <laughs> she, she let us come into the school um, and bring all the equipment because we didn't like have like a permit, but we did have insurance and everything. <laughs> That's good. That's a good step for high schoolers, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so we had insurance and we just kind of like shot this pilot presentation uh, that I created called What About Disney? And I was like obsessed with Disney Channel because my name is Disney. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be the next Dessa Raven. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I did that. And in my hometown, which is Rialto, California, um, everybody was like going crazy over it and everybody thought I was famous. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this. And it kind of got me like a little buzz. Um, and then from there, I had a couple of friends who went to USC for film, but I was still a senior. Um, and I was just trying to figure out if it's worth it. And um, they put me into this like Google group for like black creators and cinema, which is like such a blessing. I got so many opportunities. Um, but someone had put my my what about Disney into that Google group and it got like a huge response and I think that that was like the jump start like fresh out of high school I was already like working as a PA and um working for free of course because you got to start somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so I just started working for free and um I didn't even know that like Lena Waithe was in that group Issa Rae was in that group Ava DuVernay was in that group, but this was all before Insecure, when they see us, um, you know, this is before, you know, Lena's Emmy, she was just like a baby producer at the time, but everybody was in that group, so, um, yeah, from there, I just went from job to job, to non-paid jobs, to paid jobs, working on commercials, working on TV shows, um, and then in 2013, I reached out to Lena on Twitter, and re- l- let me just say this about Lena. She is such a real one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and for those of y'all that don't know Lena Waithe, which I hope y'all do, um, she's a writer and producer as well. She did Boomerang. Um, she got the shy on Showtime. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's our cousin in our head about her <laughs> and Ava and Issa. I'm like, oh my gosh, can they be our friends? Like, so that's really amazing that you're connected with them and just how all you guys started. I was listening to a podcast with Lena um, and I forget what, was it Death, Sex and Money? Maybe it was something. And it was just awesome to hear her story. And so to, to see like how you all have evolved in your own right and in your own way and in your own time has just been mind blowing to see. Oh, thank you. I mean, especially they, they pretty much like, I think Lena said it best when she said that like Issa kind of opened the door for all of us because mm. um, everybody's been grinding like everybody's been in the same circles you know it's just like each of us have has had like a come up differently but Issa kind of like opened up the door um, to, to make it okay for all of us to just storm in like you know what I'm saying <laughs> and I mean all of them are like mentors to me and uh you know idols to me people that I look up to so I was blessed that I got a chance to work with all three of them so with with film in particular what makes you most excited about 
the direction of film in Hollywood and even indie films is centered around, specifically centered around Black people and Black women who are in front of the camera and behind the camera? I would say right now is it's an exciting time for creators in general, especially people of color, um, women and women definitely, um, because we have. I mean, I don't know. This is like some industry, uh, not not gossip, but industry rumors. Like it's kind of like a war between like the streamers and the studios. Um, but with like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, all these things. It's, it's giving us more platforms to tell our stories. So I think that that's the most exciting to me because you can put a film on Amazon, you can put a film on Netflix, um, and you can have a TV show. It's just easier to be able to tell your stories and have them accessible to everyone because everybody has all the streaming services. And now HBO is going to have one. And HBO, shout out to HBO because they really do a good job in letting Black women come there and tell their stories how they want to tell it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about personal life a little for a second, um, because we're going to transition into self-care. So this kind of goes hand in hand. Um, so work-life balance, and you're, you have a partner, you have a boyfriend. Is he your boyfriend or your fiancé? He, he, he's my everything. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no we're, he's just my boyfriend, but I don't even want to say that. He's so much more. That's definitely my life partner, yes. Okay, life partner. Okay, so... <laughs> your life partner, work-life balance, and self-care. How do they all intertwine and make you who you are today? But also, how does it encourage you to lean into balance and harmonizing, you know, making time for the relationship, making time for yourself, and of course, making time for work? Mm, that This is actually something that I just that I'm learning at the moment because okay. yeah, ever since I started in this business, I just been on go, like not looking what's beside me, not looking what's behind me, just like focused on the goal and getting there by any means necessary. Um, and my boyfriend is very supportive. He's been supporting me since I was like, since I first started. And one thing that I would say that he instilled in me um, was confidence and always like gassing me up or like he's like my number one fan um Mm -hmm. always giving me the best advice and I think that for a while I kind of didn't realize that like how blessed I was to have a man to do that to me like put my stuff first before his um you know always making sure I'm okay um and recently I've been practicing like gratitude and just like thinking about you know if he wasn't here like what kind of woman would I be Mm. not saying that he you know not saying that he made me but he really um he really was delicate with me and and, like made sure that I was you know in the right mind state or always feeling good before I go to like an interview or before I go to like a network event um and I do think that he has a lot to do with who I am today um 
and as far as as far as bouncing work and just like being in a relationship I think that we've got to a place where he just understands that I'm on a mission and my mission is not just to serve myself but a lot of other women that look like me a lot of other just people that look like me um so he understands that I that I have to work long nights um that I have to like like pretty much never be home because the job takes up like I'm, I work maybe like thir- 12 to 13 hours a day wow um, yeah <laughs> come home you know we we talk for a couple couple hours maybe two hours max but even during that time I'm like ironing my clothes getting ready for work tomorrow taking a shower like you know but still trying to like talk to him um and he's been very good about it he's been very good um we like rarely fight so I think that now what I'm learning is to not work so many hours like recently I have been you know trying to leave I'll do like 12 hours instead of 14 or I'll try to do 10 instead of 14, you know what I'm saying? And just try to get home earlier, like make dinner where we eat dinner together. Um, and we talk and even my family, because my mom and my sister are also a huge part of who I am today. Um, and even spending time with them, like I used to like, never, like they used to invite me out every weekend, like, Oh, we haven't hung out in a while. Let's go get brunch or let's do this. And I'll be like, okay. But when it comes time, I'm so exhausted from the week that I would just be like, make up an excuse or like, Oh, I can't come or oh, something's wrong with my car. Like just to not go. Um, but I think that with, um, just life, you know, what's been going on with like Nipsey and everything like that really had a huge impact on me to like, not blow off my family anymore not blow off my my love and just like kind of realize that I'm I'm chasing a dream but I'm still living like you Mm -hmm. know like I'm I'm still here and um I don't necessarily have the future like I only have the moment that I'm in right now you know like the future's not here yet um so yeah I just been taking a step back honestly recently I've been um making time for family making time for myself every night and every morning I do a meditation um, and just kind of be still and just reflect on my days and everything that I've been doing or everything that I did that day, like what, what I could have done better. or Did I like how I responded to this? Like just like doing a lot of self-reflecting is where I'm at at the moment, but it took me a long time to get here. And I've only been here since probably like April of this year. <laughs> That's great. It's better. It's better. Not even better late than never. It's just, it's better to start when you're ready to start, you know, and when you're not trying to force the process. I think that's really important. And then when it comes to self-care, just in general, and I don't even like the word self-care anymore because it's so buzzy and trendy, but exactly, um, it's taking care of yourself, pouring into yourself. You need to be able to figure out how to do that. And that'll come with trial and error. And it'll also come with starting over and failing and restarting and all of the things. So I'm glad that you're figuring it out, be it in April up until now, or, you know, perhaps tomorrow is going to be hard. You know what I mean? So it's just like, mm-hmm. how do we make it make sense for us in our lives? Um, so something that stood out to me was you saying networking events and work is a big part of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. What is that like for you to be on? And I say on because I'm an introvert, but when I'm teaching and when I'm speaking and and what have you, I have to turn on and I have to Mm -hmm. be present and I have to be chatty and all of these things. So what's that like for you to be in those spaces where you're with 
big names, new names, um, connections, all of those things, like turning that switch on and then having to go home and be by yourself or with your partner and then having to kind of come back down to what your reality is outside mm. of work? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's definitely exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say that I've never had a problem, like, talking to anybody. Like, in high school, I hung out with every type of person. Like, rather you were, like, the nerd or the popular kid or, like, the goth kid. Like, I hung out with everybody. So going up to pe- – like, networking was uh, honestly not that hard. Even though I was, like, nervous or, like, oh, I don't want to go do this, I would just go for it and have yeah. fear. I have a lot of friends who, like, hate it. Like, they're like, oh, my God, it's so weird. It's so awkward. But for me, I just – I learned early on um, that people like to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just go for it. Like, oh, my gosh, like, I love your shoes. Or, like, oh, a cool shirt. Like, like where'd you get it from? And they tell me. And I'm like, oh, so, like, what do you do? Um, and then they just go, like, you know, and then we just go from there. And the conversation just becomes natural. Um, and I think for me, even though I'd be nervous, like a lot of people tell me, like, Disney, you're so good at networking. Like people just come up to you or like people just gravitate towards you when you when you start talking. Um, so I think that that's something that I'm 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 thankful that I do have. Um, I think more recently I, I've stopped going to like networking events because I've been to like so many and I feel like not say I know everybody because I don't, but I feel like I know enough people to where I'm like, okay, I don't have to keep going to these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um I I I I'm gonna give networking its credit for what it did for my career because all my jobs came from people that I met at networking events or like, mm-hmm. oh like or so and so met me and they told them about me and oh like can I get your information or your, your resume? Like, you know, so I'm very thankful for those networking events. Um, but coming home after that, especially at like big places where there's like big names, like I would say, like, I went to like one of the insecure premieres and, um, even though that wasn't a networking, well, actually that is a networking event, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I went to one of those premieres and I was just so happy for Issa. Like, Oh my God, like she really did the damn thing. And then leaving that, like, after just, like, talking to everybody about what where everybody's up to and what you're up to, and, he, and then I go, at the time, I wasn't, like, at the space I'm at now, but I was, like, commuting back and forth from my hometown to L.A., which is about, like, a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Oh, wow. Yes. So I would, like, go to these networking events after my little PA gig late at night and then be driving all the way home and that that long drive home is just like like reflection but also motivation like wow like you're leaving that to go back home to like you know sleep in a room and share that you and your sister still share like you know like it's just like every moment that I had like that I was inspired Mm. like I, I wouldn't let it be like oh like she's doing better than you or you don't have this and that like I would be like that's gonna be me like I didn't realize that I was manifesting like I think it was like 20 15 or 2016 where I started manifesting without knowing but I would always like every day I'll be like next year I'm gonna be driving in this next year I'm gonna have my apartment here next year like you know and I would say it every day on my drive to LA to work for free like you know like (laughs) (laughs) every day and then when I look at my life now even though I still have ways to go but I'm just like wow everything that I spoke I have Mm. (laughs) That's amazing. It's amazing. And like your name is Disney. 
there's no other way to do it. Like it's happening, <laughs> which, <Thank> is, you. <laughs> which is just beautiful. Like mama knew what she was doing back. Your, your dad and her were visiting the park. Like she knew what she was doing. That's yeah. amazing. That is amazing. She did. I always, I mean, <laughs> names mean things. And my name, Alexandra, means leader of mankind. And I wow. did not, I did not know that I had the voice and the stories to share, to help lead other people to their voices and their stories. And I didn't learn that until I was 23, 23, 24, 25 years old. Uh Um, So it's just like, you know, sometimes our parents, even on accident, know what they're doing. (laughs) Seriously. It's like all, it's like all divine. Like nothing, I don't, I honestly don't believe in accidents anymore. Like I'm like, no, no, no. Everything has a a correlation. (laughs) Yeah. Everything connects in some way. Um, so before we wrap up, I want to ask you two more questions. Um, the first one being, what would you tell a black woman who wants to start writing, be it books, film, maybe she wants to start producing, maybe she wants to start directing. What would you tell her? Maybe some of those reflections that you drove home with, you know, um, at, at a time, that's a good one. Um, something that someone told me when I was on my journey of writing or trying to make it, um, they told me that I need to live life and live in the moment. And at first I didn't understand, I didn't understand what that meant. I thought that they were just like bullshitting me. I'm like, what, (laughs) (laughs) what you talking about? (laughs) Um, but then I took a break from writing and I started living. And I realized that I started going through things. I started talking to people and I was living out my first script or my first story, you know what I'm saying? Um, And these were the characters in my vision or, or in my script. And I realized that a lot of the times for black women, well, I'm only speaking for myself, but I'm pretty sure there's somebody that can relate, but we for me, I would always write what I wanted to happen instead of what's actually happening, right? Mm-hmm. So you can create fiction, but it has to come from a place of experience mm. for me. Um, so I would tell, depending on age, if you're young, I would say you need to live. You need to live, create experiences that you can put back on the page, and don't think, don't be in a rush or don't think that you have to have this out right this second or, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times we get caught up in what everybody else is doing. A, a lot, me, my friends, a lot of us, we, we've all done that. Um, but if you're older or much more mature and you want to start writing, what can I say? This is, I actually never thought about this. <laughs> That's why I'm like... I'll, I'll use my sister as an example because um, she, she she wants to get into directing. And what I would tell her, I'm going I'm to use my sister because she's like five years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> what I would tell her is um, just focus on what you're trying to say. 
Mm. Don't worry about if you have the right camera, if you have the right person, you know, acting it out. Don't get caught up in that. Focus on the story. As long as the story and the foundation is strong and what you're trying to say, everything is going to fall together. And I've seen that. That's not just like me pulling something out. Like I've seen people who focus on everything else other than the story and they had the best camera, the best actor, like they had everything all like aesthetically perfect, but they lacked the real story. And then I saw somebody with a story that had none of that and their story shined, you know, over it. So I would just say, focus on that. What you're trying to say is all that matters. Mm. So the last question I have is, what would you tell young Disney? Yes, this is a great question, actually. Um, I would tell younger Disney that it's going to be okay. And don't move so fast. I would say spend more time with your family. Mm-hmm. I guess I said don't don't move so fast, but don't be in a rush. I feel like I was in a rush a lot as a younger person. And love yourself. Those are all very cliche answers. But no, <laughs> no, those are good. Those are good. I mean, shoot, we like we all needed that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when I write letters to my younger self, I'm like, girl, I'm sorry, I did you wrong. Like. <laughs> but okay I think that's a great great way to end um thank you so much Disney for your time today of course thank you so much for having me I I I listen to your podcast I follow you I've been following you so this is like I feel so special and I'm just so thankful thanks for listening to the show today please rate subscribe and review also feel free to share with a friend we love having our community grow music is by DC's own Kokai Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.